Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today. Today I want to talk about the tribulation and what it's going to look like in those days and how close are we? Do we see these things kind of setting up? Well, I'm going to read some of an article by Hal Lindsey today. And I hope you guys will join me. And I hope that the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart. And I hope that this will be a blessing and an encouragement to you all. Okay, so this article can be found at HalLindsey.com. And it's titled, Tribulation Preview. So Hal says, Forces from within are weakening in the United States even as the world economy falters. Inflation is rising almost everywhere. The nations who once stood for human rights and dignity grow more and more willing to suppress rights in exchange for the promise of peace and safety. People are afraid. More every day, these look like the times described in the Bible as happening just before the second coming of Christ. In biblical terms, the seven years preceding Christ's return are known as Daniel's 70th week. But most Christians refer to those years as simply the tribulation. The Bible teaches that several things must happen before the tribulation begins. They include the rapture of the church followed by the Antichrist's rise to prominence. We know a great deal about what will happen in the tribulation and what the world will look like in those days. Even though we are not in the tribulation, we see the world looking more and more like it will during that time. From here, it can happen with exceeding speed. The tribulation will be a time of judgments upon the earth. Those judgments will begin with the famous four horsemen of the apocalypse, found in Revelation 6-2. Uh, the NAB, NASB version says, And I looked, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. That four horsemen will be Antichrist, presenting himself as a false messiah to the world. He will conquer by bringing the world into a single monetary system headed by himself. The, version, the verse means mentions a bow, but no arrows. He will conquer without firing a shot. When a desperate world sees his seemingly miraculous Middle East peace tree, it will be as if he pulled the sword from the stone, and they will quickly give him their kingdoms. The desperation we see now is a prelude to the extreme desperation that will enable him to conquer the world with amazing ease. But the era of peace, safety, and international cooperation will be brief. The underlying antagonisms will remain. For instance, Iran, Russia, and Turkey will still hate Israel. The arrival of the second horseman marks the removal of peace from the earth, and it means war. Next comes the black horse, destroying lives and, econ and economies with hyperinflation. Then arrives the pale horse, leaving death in its wake. And those are just the beginning of tribulation's judgments. The hurricane has not arrived, but the wind has picked up and is beginning to rain. The barometric pressure is dropping, and in the distance we see a dark, threatening uh, sky. It's a good time to draw close to the Lord in His Word and to spread the Word everywhere. We stand remarkably close to the culmination of this age and the beginning of something glorious. This is Hal Lindsey. You can check it out at HalLindsey.com. And so, I don't know if you guys uh, watch um, uh, John Holler. Uh, is the one that does uh, the, the prophecy update for the Fellowship Bible Chapel. And today he mentioned Daniel 12. Daniel 12, 8 says, And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O my Lord, 
what shall be the end of these days? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. I look around the world today and I wonder, where are all the wise people? Where are all the wise pastors? Where are, where are they? Where are the watchmen on the wall? Where are the shepherds of the flock? Now look around, I don't see too many of them. We're literally living in the end days. And the Bible said, Jesus says, don't be deceived. What else did he say? The apostasy of the church. What else did that mean? That means the falling away of the truth. The falling away from biblical truth. And we see that everywhere, right? Everywhere. And uh, so my brother um, brought up this article. He goes, hey, you might want to take a look at this. And I thought, oh, okay. So I was coming through and checking it out. And so uh, I pulled it up. It's called How Pfizer Won the Pandemic in Profit and Influence. It's on Yahoo News. Uh, it was by Kaiser Health News. It was posted July the 2nd. And so I uh, highlighted some things. And it said Pfizer's 2021 revenue was $81.3 billion, roughly double its revenue in 2020 when its top sellers were a pneumonia vaccine, the cancer drug Ibrantz, and the fibromyalgia treatment Lyrica, which had gone off patent. So now its mRNA vaccine holds 70% of the U.S. and European markets. And its antiviral Paxlovid is the pill of choice to treat early symptoms of COVID. This year, the company expects to rake in more than $50 billion in global revenue from the two medications alone. Folks, this is not about a COVID. This is not about COVID or a pandemic. It's all about money. It's all about the money. And folks, by the way, that's billion with a B as in boy. So I moved on along. It says Plav, uh, Paxlovid's value to vaccinated patients isn't yet clear. And uh, Pfizer's COVID vaccine doesn't entirely prevent infections. Although each booster temporarily restores some protection. Yeah, temporarily. Yeah, what else is it giving you, folks? I am not believing this jab whatsoever. But because it's all about the money. It's all about the money. And there's uh, uh, some things that I watched today. Um, it was uh, on Calvary Chapel Signal Hill. James Cadiz played some things. And I'm going to try to play that for you here shortly. But here's an interesting fact. In the same article, it says, Just Wednesday, the Biden administration agreed to buy another 105 million doses of Pfizer's COVID vaccine for the fall booster campaign, paying $3.2 billion dollars. At $30.47 a dose, it's a significant premium over the 1950 a dose rate the government paid for the first 100 million. The vaccine is being modified to target early Omicron variants, but newer variants are gaining dominance. Folks, it's all about the Benjamins. All about the Benjamins. So what else is going on in news today? Well, on Faithwire, it says requests for exorcisms reportedly booming as the culture dabbles in the occult. Uh, we probably all kind of saw that coming. So let's check this article. This is on Faithwire. It's by Billy Hallowell. Hallowell. Posted on the 30th of June. Exorcisms typically gets a lot of attention in pop culture, mainly due to its vivid depictions in movies. But the expulsion of evil from a person's life doesn't always look like what's observed on the big screen. Mike Signorelli, the uh, senior pastor of V1 Church in New York City, recently appeared on the 
Playing With Fire podcast where he explored exorcism and his views on biblical evil. What is deliverance? The preacher explained deliverance, a term with which people might have less familiarity than the word exorcism, though many use the words interchangeably. Deliverance is simply when Jesus expels an unclean spirit from you, Signorelli said, noting examples in scripture of Jesus healing individuals possessed by demons. Uh, it's literally is the ministry of Jesus. And so when you see it happen today, you are seeing the ministry of Jesus extended to the lives of his followers. Listen to Signorelli, and he's right here on this uh, podcast discussing the exorcism, deliverance, and his ministry. And you can check that out on uh, the Bill Hallowell's podcast. So evil on the increase. While some might express skepticism over possession in the modern era, faith leaders and individuals who deal with the issue in practice report stunning increase in those seeking healing and help. Signorelli noted that well-publicized fact that the Catholic Church is inundated with requests for exorcisms. The problem is so sweeping that he said Catholic leaders are reporting a system failure with Catholicism right now as they simply can't keep up with the demand. Signorelli, who disagrees with Catholic exorcism and discourages people from seeking it, said the increased need is notable. It's something he's seen in his own deliverance ministry as culture increasingly dabbles in the occult. New age practices are becoming a normal phenomenon, he said. Even secular companies are provoking people to step into the spiritual realm or to believe in the supernatural in a way that it's like we're moving past atheism. He said, Signorelli pointed to the mainstreaming of burning sage to drive out evil in the obsessive reading of horoscopes, among other actions. Uh, things he believes are spiritually dangerous and can breed evil. Do Christians need deliverance? So Signorelli also addressed critics who might uh, dismiss the need for Christians to seek deliverance, with some believing Christians are protected from evil and not in need of such spiritual healings. But Signorelli said it's important to differentiate between true believers and those who attend church and haven't allowed the gospel to permeate their hearts and minds. Not everybody who claims to be a Christian is a Christian. There are people, and I meet them by the hundreds because I travel all around the world preaching and, and declaring the gospel, he said, who have never heard the gospel, he said. They've received Christianity, but they've never received Christ. Signorelli said it's possible for these individuals to have confessed but to never have repented and to, in turn, struggle with the demonic realm. And so he goes on to talk about more in this article. Uh, and so, yes, uh, he says right here the problem Signorelli sees with some, uh, some of today's pastors. He says he believes too many preachers focus on their sermons and not on compelling living biblical truth. So many ministers um, have gotten so good at preaching sermons, but they've spent time, but they've spent more time honoring their craft of preaching than they have hosting the Holy Spirit, he said. Beyond that, Signorelli said repentance is critical, pointing to the Old Testament examples of David and Saul. While both sinned and made errors, only Saul was vexed by demons. We know that David sinned, and we know that Saul had sinned. Signorelli said David was quick to repent. We have uh, the recorded prayers of David closing those doors. I would argue that Saul was unrepentant. He left the door wide open for long durations of time. And so he goes on to talk a little bit more about that. And so if you want to check that article out, guys, you go to faithfire.com and read all about it. Speaking of the occult, I was also uh, reading my Bible today and I listened to my Bible on the public reading uh, scripture app. If you haven't checked it out, guys, you need to check it out. Fantastic, fantastic audio Bible on that. Anyway, uh, John, uh, let's see here, John chapter uh, 8, 
uh, beginning in, let's just start in verse 42b, okay? So it says, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I am saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you do not hear them because you are not of God. And I thought, wow, that's um, that's remarkable because we look at the days and, and times now. Like people are speaking the truth, but they're being called liars. Uh, you know, the whole world is turned inside out and upside down, right? And Isaiah talked about that. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, right? Where we're living in these days. And so as I'm reading my Bible and listening to my Bible throughout the day, I'm like, wow, you know, these things are really taking note, right? And so another one that I noticed was uh, John uh, chapter 12. And I'm just going to start in, let's see, 36b. So these things Jesus spoke and he went away and hid himself from them. But though he had performed so many signs before them, yet they were not believing in him. This was to fulfill the word, Isaiah, the prophet, which he spoke, Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they could not believe, for Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes, and he hardened their heart, so that they would not see with their eyes, and perceive with their heart, and be converted and I heal them. These things Isaiah said because he saw his glory and he spoke of him. Nevertheless, many even of the rulers believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him for fear they would be put out of the synagogue for they loved the approval of men rather than the approval of God. And so we see these things going on in the world today. It's all about, you know, perception, keeping up with the Joneses, wearing the best clothes and doing this and how you look and all these other things. Uh, but the Bible says to be friends with the world, you are enemies with God. And so, very important, uh, I want to note that here. Uh, we as Christians are in this world, but we are not of this world. So always remember that. We are not to love the world. It means the world system. No, I'm not talking about God's beauty in nature and that kind of thing. I'm talking about the world system. So there is a system. There's a political system. There's a capital system. There's all. There's this world system, right? Monetary, materialistic, all these things, right? We're not to love that part of the world, right? We are to follow God and we are to seek his kingdom and his truth and his righteousness, right? And that's how we are to live, by proclaiming his truth to the world, right? But not, not to be caught up in the worldly system. And so lots of things, right? Lots of things. Well, here's the thing that I want to play. So I mentioned it earlier, I believe. This is James Cadiz. And uh, speaking of the, the CEO and Pfizer, right? Like I just spoke about earlier, this is what I wanted to play. So if you guys want to check it out, this is Calvary Chapel Signal Hill, and it's on their YouTube channel. And this is James Cadiz, fantastic guy. I love to listen to him. So I'm going to play this for you guys, and um, I think it's like three or four minutes long, but he actually plays um, the Pfizer CEO and what he says. So I'm going to play that right now.
Well, folks, if this video doesn't get you to think, I don't know what will. But before I play the video for you, I'd like to read a selection out of Revelation chapter 13, verse 16, regarding the final Antichrist. It says this, it says, And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark in their right hand and on their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. You might want to think sometimes, how in the world are they going to get people to buy into that? How in the world is that going to happen? Well, let me play a video of the CEO of Pfizer talking about a new form of compliance built into their medication. Yes, uh, it's a specific thing that they're working on. Pay special attention and tell me what you think. Here we go. Uh, basically, biological chip that it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that, the compliance, uh, the insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take, they do. Imagine the... <laughs> Let me repeat part of this again. I want you to hear what he says again, because there's a part of this that should get your attention. Listen to this. And dissolves into your stomach, sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that, the compliance, uh, the insurance companies. Imagine the applications of that. And the first word that comes out of his mouth is compliance. So, yes, folks, he's got a point there. So the very first word that comes out of his mouth was compliance. And so then you wonder how they're going to do this Mark of the Beast, right? Well, Everything's shaping up to that, right? We all see it. We all see um, everything leading into that. I mean, the, the stage is being set, folks. And I mean, the curtain's about to open. Where are you going to be? Are you going to be left behind? Are you going to be sitting in the audience to witness the Great Tribulation? Or, or are you going to be snatched out of here to go to heaven with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Well, folks, I hope that you will join me on that ride of a lifetime. I hope that you're going to go with me. I hope to see you up there. And uh, as always, I, I pray for each and every one of you guys. You know, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face always shine upon you. And so if you guys haven't, please check out uh, James Cadiz. He's at uh, Calvary Chapel Signal Hill. Of course, you know, we have Jack Hibbs uh, with Chino Hills. I do like a lot of the Calvary Chapel churches. We have one here where I live locally. It's Radio by Grace. Uh, I think it's Pastor Bill. And um, anyway, lots of good ones out there. John Haller uh, uh, Fellowship Bible Chapel. Excellent, excellent. I love to listen to his prophecy updates. And if you guys haven't checked out Tucker Carlson lately, he's got some pretty good uh, pretty good information on there, uh, especially what all the uh, the news people are saying, right? They all, you know how they grab one thing and they get the all, they're like robots. They say the same thing. They're just like little parrots and they say the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again, right? Well, you know, the thing that really bothers me is these people screaming um, about abortion. Yes, I want to murder my baby. They're just demonic. They're absolutely demonic and evil. And they, they're they lost. And we should pray for these folks because if they were to die and go to hell, 
you know that's that's what's going to be that's eternal folks it's eternal hell is eternal heaven's eternal hell is eternal so there was an article that i was reading and it was about a 10 year old and so they weren't upset that this 10 year old was pregnant this is a 10 year old little girl who is pregnant they're not upset about that what they are upset about in the state of ohio is that she cannot get an abortion so they're having to call Indiana and take a 10 year old little girl to Indiana to have an abortion folks this is this is the world that we are living in these are the end days these are the end days and if you have not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life ask him to forgive you of your sin and be your savior I don't know what you're waiting for things are gonna get really 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 bad they're already getting nasty but uh, on John Holler's prophecy update um, there's a guy that he had on there talking and um, he had video, he was watching this video of this guy talking, and he knows he's talking about, I mean, this is, he's into the agriculture, you know, he's, you know, he's got, you know, 10 million books sold, like whatever, he knows what he's talking about, right? And uh, he's talking about, by the end of this year, there'll be 500 million people in famine, and then by next year this time, billion people in famine, it's going to be unbelievable. So folks, these days are coming. Are you going to hunker down where you're at? Are you going to, you know, maybe get some land somewhere? Are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? What are your plans? What are your long-term plans? Because if we're not raptured, what are your long-term plans? Like, I'm not a, I mean, I'm a preacher at rapture because I believe that's what the Bible teaches. But if the Lord tarries and he comes mid-trib, I mean, you know, the Lord can do what he wants to do. You know, hey, but what are you going to do? What are we going to do? We got to be prepared, right? You need to be prepared. You need to be reading the Word every day. If you don't want, if you don't have time to read the Word, or if you're kind of like me, you're just kind of like ADD. I listen to the Word of God. That's, you know, I listen to the Bible, and so I read, you know, as long as I can, and then I'll, I'll listen to it, you know, throughout the day. And so just, you know, just permeate your soul, right? Because the Bible says, "What did what did King David say? Your word, I, I have hid your word in your heart, so I will not sin against you." And so, folks. I'm just telling you like I've been telling you for over a year now. You better get you some food. Number one, it's 40% higher than it was when I first started telling you about getting canned goods, right? Uh, it's only going to get higher. and It's only going to get harder and harder to find. We have a diesel crisis going out. All these things are, are coming together. They have manufactured this whole thing. And it's it's being done. We're like, we're just, you know, we're here along for the ride, right? But one good thing that we know is God is omnipresent. God is omnipotent. He's everywhere he knows everything nothing happens unless he allows it to happen and so these things are happening because he wrote in his bible he told us what would happen and so the stage is being set folks we are getting ready to go home now ed hansen went to be with the lord and so did dr zelenko and so you know it could be tonight for you or it could be tonight for me or the lord could rapture us you know, either way, but you need to be prepared to meet your Heavenly Father. And it's coming. One day you will meet Him. And I pray that uh, you're going to meet Him as Abba Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Not, you know, depart from me, I never knew you, right? I want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And I know you probably want to hear that too. But um, time is short. It's the whole reason for this ministry is, you know, to spread the Word of God to tell people about the good news 
that you can be saved that you don't have to carry all that sin baggage around with you anymore you can lay it at the feet of Christ and then you are a brand new creature in Christ and so anyway guys with that I'm going to get off of here and um, as always get in the word of God let the word of God get into you and Maranatha Lord Jesus Maranatha